Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This is the broadcast for November the 10th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our one of two in our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And believe it or not, the checks and balances are one of the great peaceful solutions we still have at our fingertips. Welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. And man, have we got a guest for you today. Normally, do we do a recap of the previous show. Don't have time for that today. I'll try to do it next hour or something. We have got an incredible guest on your radio. But before we get to our guest, a little summary might be in order. There's a new book out that you just got to get your hands on. All right. The author is a lady by the name of Bobby Ames. And she is in her 90s now, and so she's not doing radio. Uh, But she's put together an incredible book that really is kind of a chronicle of her life's mission. Uh, It's a put together of what she's understood her whole life and taught and shared and advocated for, and the list goes on. Bobby Ames, her legacy is one of tireless commitment to biblical truth reflected in the establishment of Christian schools. Did you hear me, folks? Education is key. Christian schools, not to mention the service to her community, and her wealth of published writings, including her latest book. She has spent her life advancing the cause of the restoration of America's Christian heritage. And that's what we talk about on this broadcast all the time. It's not about revolution. It's about restoration of America's Christian heritage. She's also spent her life involved in Christian education for children. Bobby Ames was born in North Carolina, where she attended college majoring in elementary education. She married John Brewer Ames in the 50s. I guess in 1950, where they moved to Alabama and raised their five children. Anyway, they founded Perry, heard her husband, I should say, founded Perry Christian School in 1965. They also founded Dallas Christian School. I mean, her bio goes on and on, ladies and gentlemen. And I don't want to belabor the point because she would want me to get on with the topic at hand. I'm just telling you right now, this lady is like a Phyllis Schlafly. This lady has put together some of the most tremendous works you could imagine in modern days. They say the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. Amen to that reality as she's worked with children her whole life, ladies and gentlemen. Now, there's a gentleman who's her good friend who, I mean, he's got a bio in his own right. Dr. Marshall Foster is his name, and he's the founder and the president of World History Institute a nonprofit educational institution, okay? And I could go on and on and on about uh, Mr. Uh, Foster, but he doesn't want me to either. He just wants me to get into the book. <laughs> he woke up early to join us. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, my friend. Brother, it's good to be with you. Is my introduction adequate? 
Uh, please, yeah, yeah. Don't talk about me. Let's uh, let's talk about how all these great truths in the book and these great truths of our history can save our country at this critical moment. Amen to that. Now, right now, there's vitriol on every side. Everybody wants one man to save us, whoever they think that man to be. And I've articulated on the radio uh, forever that, you know what, it's not about one man, unless it's Jesus Christ, who is beyond a man. Uh, it isn't about, uh, you know, looking towards somebody to save us, unless, again, we're looking to Jesus Christ. It is about understanding who we are as a people. It is about education. It is about, as the Tocqueville said, the morality of our nation. Thus, the book written by Bobby Ames is called Land That I Love, Restoring Our Christian Heritage. Think about that, folks. That, in my opinion, is the key to our success, or without that key, our eventual downfall. Am I overstating the issue, sir? Uh, no, that's exactly right. We, we get the form of government that we resemble, not the form of government that we want. And if we resemble a bunch of secular humanists uh, who do not have our Christian history, do not understand the biblical roots of our Constitution, then we are going to continue to compromise it away. And we're near the end of that compromise, to tell you the truth. We're, we're entering the socialist uh, end of America's system, unless the Christians wake up and others in America wake up to go back to our founders' vision. America was founded with faith in God biblical morals, and Christian education. Let me say that again because it's so critical to understanding who we are. We cannot be divorced from our heritage, from our history. America was founded with faith in God, biblical morals, and Christian education. We've got to talk about the spiritual, the political, the moral. The, I could go on about our nation but really, you know what? That is the key. And with the graciousness of a Southern lady, Bobby focuses on all these issues in the book, Land That I Love, Restoring Our Christian Heritage. Now, there's so many chapters here, uh, it's hard to know where to start. But I want to start with this. How do you conquer a culture? And the answer is focus on the nation's children that is one of the chapters and the one I want to start with. Christians, you got to pull your children from public schools. America is at a crossroads, and the agenda is to erase America's, in my opinion, godly heritage. Attacks on faith, family, and freedom seem to be everywhere. So the question becomes, and really the theme of this book, what can we do to restore America's Christian heritage? Heritage. Let's talk about the crisis today, Doctor, because I hope you have the prescription. <laughs> what what yeah. on earth has happened to the greatest country on the face of the earth, sir? Well, I think uh, Ronald Reagan saw it coming, uh, uh, Washington saw it coming in his farewell address. Uh, you know, he said that it's going to be a small minority of people of uh, who will rise up uh, deceptively from within that will destroy America's republic. Benjamin Franklin said almost exactly the same thing. When he said in 1787 at the Constitutional Convention, it will not be the wise or moderate and the lovers of peace and order, the men fittest for our trust. It will be the bold and violent, the men of strong passions and, in, and activity in their selfish pursuits who will destroy our government and become our rulers. It's all from within. They did not see us being taken over by the Nazis or by the communists. They saw us giving in 
slowly to a group of people who would pervert our system and then take us from within with laws and regulations so that as a Christian people, we couldn't train our children properly. They take over the education of our children. And this is this is called, from a cultural Marxist perspective, and it's, it's all outlined in Bobby's book, how they did it over a period of 80 years. But during that 80-year period, beginning in the 1920s and 30s, they moved in and and uh, and had what was called the the slow march through the generations. Gramsci, one of their leading communists, coming out of Lenin's uh, cadre, uh, came over. They came over to America to the Columbia Teachers College, and then got involved with John Dewey. And John Dewey, of course, the father of a progressive public education, um, moved that into the teachers colleges, into the textbooks. And over the period of the last 60 years, and she details this. That all of that infiltration of material as to would break down our Christian heritage, divide the country away from religion, and then put in a new religion. The new religion would be this a secular Marxist um, tradition that really just simply remakes it all into a secular tyranny uh, based upon cultural or racial warfare. And that's, that's where we're headed. And she has been saying this for 50 years. So Bobby has been one of the initial voices to re- restore America's Christian history. She and Verna Hall and Rosalie Slater founded the modern Christian history movement. We had almost forgotten our history in the 30s and 40s, and, and uh, Verna Hall and Rosalie Slater came along and renew- renewed that heritage, brought out the original source documents. Then people like Bobby and myself and, uh, and others came along and began to, to study it and to teach it. And uh, she did it especially with students. And, um, and her, her book is just incredible. We, we need that knowledge right now. It's the beginning of saving our country. All right. And land that I love, Restoring Our Christian Heritage, there's chapters that share topics for great discussion. It's a must-read for every home that wants to restore America to her great Christian heritage. Um, and it talks about Independence Day, July the 4th, uh, on purpose first. And at first, a lot of people would say, well, that's, you know, that's kind of surface patriotism. But it's not what you do on that day as much as, as it is what's in your heart on that day, doctor. Well, exactly. I, I don't have her book in front of me right now, but I, it, I know exactly you know, where she's coming from. It is the, it is the darker and the the deeper understanding of what is what is in your mind and your heart when you when you celebrate the Fourth of July. Are we just having a having a beer and watching a game? Um, is that what the Fourth of July is all about? Uh, burp and go to bed, or is this celebrated as John Adams said, uh, with great religious pomp and ceremony as one of the greatest events in human history? When when the people of America. We're able to have liberty when 96% of the people have lived in tyranny in the history of the world. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about Land That I Love, a new book. Restoring Our Christian Heritage, author Bobby Ames. She's in her 90s, but she put together this incredible book. Our guest, Marshall Foster, to help us break it down, talk about it. We're talking about July 4th, Old Glory, and on to weighty topics indeed. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? 
Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the incredible new book written by Bobby Ames, Land That I Love, is an action-packed step-by-step, a how-to, if you will, on how to restore the republic of the traditions of our founders and how to make sure children, the next generation, understand their godly heritage. Breaking it down with us, Dr. Marshall Foster. He's the president and founder of World History Institute, a nonprofit educational organization. It's a foundation established in 1976, folks. They've been at this stuff for a long time to preserve the greatest country on the face of the earth. So we start out and we talk about the, you know, the 4th of July, Independence Day. We talk about what's in your heart on those days. We talk about uh, the flag and the, and the origins thereof. You kind of get a deep understanding of, you know what? Why do we do what we do? Why do we celebrate what we do? Why do we have the flag? We talk about Patrick Henry's, give me liberty or give me death. So we kind of understand who the founding fathers were from that point of view, that it's about freedom and how sacred of a cause that is. We talked about George Washington, the father of our country. And I, you know, I don't really understand in modern history, but some of the greatest leaders, some of the most humble people, we don't teach near enough about uh, Mr. Foster. You know, you look at a, a, a George Washington, who literally had the chance to virtually be a king, and he's like, uh-uh, no, not doing that. Quite different from what we see in today's political arena, right? Well, exactly, and that's, what again, what Bobby does in her book throughout, peppered throughout these 50 chapters. You're looking at a very uh, a deep uh, and, uh, and a large book, and, but in it, it's broken up in ways that you can actually dig in and learn the biographies and learn the history of various events in American history. 
George Washington, of course, you know, gathering in front of his troops that when they wanted to make him king in 1783, you know, he denied that and he took out his glasses and he read, you know, have we come so far to give it up now? In other words, he he uh, he said, listen, we fought for freedom for eight years. We're not going to give it up just to make me king. And then he put his glasses back on. He said, I've grown old in the service of my country. He put his glasses back in his pocket and walked out of the room. He went back to his farm and gave up his power. Leaders at the time said, if this man gives up his power, I think it was George III, <laughs> then he's the greatest man that ever lived. No man gives up power like that. He had absolute power. He could have made himself king, but he didn't. But see, that's the kind of man, and that's the kind of leadership we had in early America. And it was not something that just happened because they were great men. It happened because they were biblically-based men who came out of a culture that was so deeply Christian and biblically founded that virtue was the issue, not power. And in the history of the world, power had ruled the nations of the earth until on November 11th, 400 years ago, a small band of pilgrims came across the ocean. And on November 11th, exactly one day from now, it'll be 400 years. And this is what Bobby, Bobby emphasizes the pilgrims focuses in on these early settlers. Why? Because they were the ones that first set our government and constitution and put it down to paper on a little wine ship called the Mayflower on November 11, 1620. And it was on that ship they signed the Mayflower Compact and set up a free form of government under God to elect their own representatives in a free society. And they did that against all the tyrants and the kings of Europe amazing document that became the example for all the colonies over the next 150 years leading up to America's Declaration of Independence and Constitution. But it was that that Mayflower Compact and those 102 settlers, half of which would be dead by the end of winter, they laid their lives down in the wilderness so that they could their children could walk on their back to freedom. And in fact that's what their that's what their leader uh, as she points out in her book, uh, William Bradford said, he said, let's lay our lives down as stepping stones for the promotion of so great a work. And they laid their lives down in the wilderness so that we could be free. We cannot give it up, brother. We cannot just let this republic go down the drain and say, well, you know, it's time for a latte. Uh, this is no time for a latte. This is a time to literally... Uh, put our lives and our fortunes and our sacred honor on the line. One of the best ways in my mind to preserve our culture is to teach children real history. And you do that by telling them stories. You do that by helping them have a tie to these American patriots of yesteryear. And I bring up George Washington because it's one of the stories that first got me really to understand the uniqueness of our culture, the uniqueness of our uh, American heritage, to understand, wow, this is something, this is a jewel. This is something that, that you know what, doesn't happen by accident. It happens by good, honest, wise men who have a moral compass, who turn to God for guidance. This is beyond man's ability to put together a constitutional republic. And that's where it all started for me, learning about George Washington learning about his leadership, bold as all get out in war, 
strategic as could be, humble enough to retreat over and over and over to save for another day. You'll learn about things like the Marblehead Regiment and who they were and how they saved the uh, Patriot Army over and over and over again. And you'll learn about General John Glover. You'll learn about Francis Marion, the Swamp Fox. You'll learn about General George Washington. And you go, these people are not Jesus Christ by any means. So we don't esteem them more than men. However, we do acknowledge they were some of the best people on the earth that God could assemble to carry out the grand experiment, ladies and gentlemen, that has proven successful. The question left the founders asked us is, how can we keep it? They said, what kind of government do we have? Well, you have a republic, if you can keep it. And Bobby Ames asked the same question in her book. What can we do to restore America's Christian heritage? It's sad that we have to talk about restoration uh, in the first place. But I believe what we can do is tell stories. Mm-hmm. Okay? We can tell stories about who we are and about those who we should look to for guidance and wisdom and leadership. And when George Washington literally turned down power, we need to follow suit and say we don't seek for power. We seek to pull it down. And then we mm-hmm. got to ask ourselves questions like this. How do you conquer a culture? You focus on the nation's children. That's what they're doing, Dr. Foster. Yes, exactly. And, and again, what Bobby does, and she takes us back to our roots and takes us back to the real solution. There are so many books now. Just look on Fox News or anyone else, and you see the red books, white letters. I'm going to sell a million books to say, if we win this election, we win, or we lose this election, we lose. Uh, and so... Everything is now. What is the issue? How can we save it today in the next three weeks? Well, wait a minute. This has been an 80 year war, which we have lost because we've not been in it. Okay. Now, we're just waking up. We don't wake up and just say, okay, give me a quick book that tells me the quick solution here. There is no quick solution, but there is a solution and it works over time. And, it, and because God is in it, if it's, a, if it's a, a solution based upon true biblical principles and the scriptures, as Bobby details in the story of our founding fathers, they developed a form of government that took thousands of years to understand, all the way back to the ancient Hebrews. And they took that constitutional republic, and, and they overcame the tyrannies of Europe and came to America and took those principles and embedded them into their governmental documents and into their own personal lives, beginning with their children, trained their children, their children rose up, and then they were they voted in elections, and they voted for godly men based upon the Word of God to then build limited government where self-government was the issue. People govern themselves apart from government, because if one man takes over government, then we're all going to be under a tyrant. And they understood that. And so they, they put checks and balances, and all that was understood by our generations until about 1920, 1930. And over the last uh, three or four generations, we've been brainwashed against our Christian constitutional republic. And she, she breaks all that. And, uh, and I would encourage your listeners to, to get this book and to use it to, to begin to tell stories. Just in these 50 chapters, pick one. Every one of them deals with the issues we're facing today. And then just tell the stories and tell your kids at night at the dinner table, listen, this is what our founders did. This is what our, our Constitution is all about. You see, we need to be willing to pay the price to keep that. Don't you think, kids? Yes. Okay, Mom. If you do that, I've done it with my kids, and I'm sure you've done it with yours, you know. They get to be 45 years old like my kids, and they're revolutionaries. 
and they're still standing for Christ, and they've homeschooled their kids, and they're ready. I got seven grandkids and two kids ready to go and fight the war, you know? Let's take back America. I do it God's way from the inside out. But they're ready to do it. They're not perfect, but you know what I mean? These kids love God. You've got to train them, though, from an early life, and that's what Bobby did in every one of her schools. Ladies and gentlemen, the book, Land That I Love, written by Bobby Ames, is dedicated to face. You know what face is? The foundation for American Christian education. This is critical. We'll talk about it all. You're listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. In a leaked memo to the Associated Press, U.S. Attorney General William Barr authorizes federal prosecutors to probe substantial allegations of voting irregularities. Barr continues, I authorize you to pursue substantial allegations of voting and vote tabulation irregularities prior to the certification of elections in your jurisdiction. In certain cases, as I have already done in specific instances, referring to a man in Texas being arrested after trying to cast 1,700 stolen mail-in ballots. The Attorney General on CNN which is the bipartisan commission chaired by Jimmy Carter and James Baker said back in 2009 that mail-in voting is fraught with the risk of fraud and coercion. But since then, and, there and have been until a lot this of no, well, sorry, I'm, proved it. Let me talk. Yeah, please. Since that time, there have been in the newspapers, in networks, academic studies saying it is open to fraud and coercion. USA Radio News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. The product that you have given me here is, as far as I'm concerned, sent to me from heaven. I love it a great deal. It's hard to find anything that's real nowadays. I enjoy it immensely. It's making my life so much better. I feel so much better. And during this pandemic, I have no worries whatsoever. My immune system has got to be at a top-notch level. I don't seem to get colds or anything. I don't know what getting sick is anymore. This is so cool. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. President Trump Monday terminated Defense Secretary Mark Esper and stated that Christopher Miller, director of National Counterterrorism Center, will serve as acting secretary. Miller, a former Army Special Forces officer, oversees an agency within the office of the director of national intelligence. The Houston Police Department has suffered another loss as Sergeant Sean Ross, a 25-year veteran, was shot and killed after entering a hotel parking lot Monday afternoon. Peru in South America is looking for a new leader. USA Radio News' Dan Naraki has more. Peru's President Martin Vizcarra has been ousted after the South American nation's Congress voted to impeach him. It was the second impeachment vote Vizcarra had faced in recent months on allegations of accepting bribes for government contracts. A vote on the same charges failed in September, but an overwhelming majority voted Monday to impeach the president. Vizcarra announced he would accept the vote and immediately leave the presidential palace. The Speaker of Peru's Congress will assume the presidency until the end of Vizcarra's term in July 2021. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. USA Radio News. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, most Americans know that we're in a battle, a serious battle, right, for the survival of our nation and its precepts and its virtues. They know that. But nearly half of Americans today have been trained by secular government schools, not to mention colleges. Uh, They've been trained to live by unbiblical, unconstitutional, and erroneous doctrines. That's in contrast, ladies and gentlemen, to the traditions that all American patriotic conservatives have. They believe we should follow the United States Constitution and biblical truth. You know what? We've had prosperity by God's hands, but as we turn our back on God, we're starting to lose it all. You say, well, Sam, what do we do? What can we do to restore America's Christian heritage? Bobby Ames, the author of Land That I Love, Restoring Our Christian Heritage. She's the author, but she dedicates her book to the founders of faith. And if you don't know what faith is, it's the foundation for American Christian education. And I believe this is critical. Uh, So she really then, in my opinion, breaks down history. One of the unique aspects of her book is that she documents the time before the founding fathers put together the greatest country on the face of the earth. She documents their what they wanted, what they were seeking, where their hearts were, what they went through to understand and grow in their knowledge and get there. And she chronicles all that. She chronicles American education, what it was back in the day and what it's turned into now. And she goes through so many different chapters to catch you up on the the beliefs the heritage, the history, the examples of the founders. I mean, it goes on and on in this book. It's a big, huge educational treasure trove. Land that I love, restoring our Christian heritage. With us, advocating on her behalf, is our guest, Dr. Marshall Foster. Now, doctor, you in your own right are a historian, an author, a speaker. I mean, your credentials are just as awesome uh, as hers. But she really ties this together and says America is at a crossroads. The -hmm. agenda to erase America, the attacks on faith, family, and freedom. I think that's really the gist of the book saying, hey, we've got the greatest country on the face of the earth. Look at this incredible history from all these different angles and focus points and, and here's who we are and here's where we are now. We're at a crossroads. We're at a crisis. And then she says, what can we do to restore America's Christian heritage. Can it be boiled down to a single thing? Well, yeah, yeah it can be boiled down to, to strategy. Obviously, there's no simplistic answers to uh, problems that we've created over 100 years, but there, but there are specific biblical answers that always work when they're applied. Jesus himself, remember in Revelation chapter 2, was speaking to the church at Ephesus, and that church in the first century had fallen away from God, and Jesus said, here's your solution, you've fallen away. We, we as a nation and as a church, to an extent, have fallen away from those principles that our founding fathers gave us, and Bobby points all that out. But then we have to go back and, and not just not just scream in the darkness and say, what are we going to do? We go back and remember. In fact, Jesus said, he gave the answer to the church at Ephesus, which is really the answer that Bobby gives in her book. He said in Revelation 2.5, to the church at Ephesus, he says, Remember from whence thou hast fallen, repent, and do the deeds you did at first. 
think of those three things that he said that that, that the church must do in Ephesus. That was basically the people who believed in God, who were seeing Ephesus go down the drain. What do you do? Well, you remember. You remember from whence you've fallen. The American Christian needs to immediately remember how far we've fallen from understanding what God has done. Remember how far we have been so blessed, the most blessed nation the world's ever known. Not because we were some secular French Revolution, but because we were built upon biblical principles and and covenant keepers win and covenant breakers lose. You do it God's way and you get blessed. And that's why we're resting on that blessing that's been hanging with us for 400 years. But we're now at the end of that. It's like, like, uh, you know, uh, our tank is is empty. So how do we get this? We have to remember, oh, Lord, we do remember now we go back and remember the principles. It's not just remembering the men. It's not just remembering the story. It's to remember the biblical strategy and principles that was that were laid out for us. And Vernon Hall and Rosalie Slater, the founders of this Christian history movement, who I trained me and trained Bobby, these ladies uh, in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, uh, actually took these principles. They called them the seven principles, founding principles of America's Christian history. And it really starts with the sovereignty of God and the principle of individuality and self-government and Christian character. What they were saying is that we we must develop and restore our republic from the inside out, first by acknowledging the sovereignty of God, secondly by seeing that we as individuals must repent of our sins and turn to God, and then we must become self-governing by trusting the power of the Spirit to, to control our own lives so that we don't become a detriment to society, so we don't do evil. And and the basis of a free republic is the people do the right thing without being forced to. If we have a republic built on a bunch of animals who just wants to take drugs and shoot each other and steal each other's property, we don't deserve freedom, and we won't get it, right? You can't force freedom. Freedom comes from within, and that's what Bernard Hall and Rosie Slater taught, and they taught that to kids throughout America, and they're still doing it now through faith. Uh, and the teaching at Christian schools, uh, like the ones that, that Bobby has developed through the years. So that is the foundation of building. Remember, and then secondly, repent. We, as a people, need to repent. And Bobby has that throughout her book. Basically, repent is simply to turn and reverse course. You know, it is, of course, personal repentance towards God for our sins. But then from there, it's personal repentance towards him in how we educate our kids, where we put them to school. Uh, well, Dr. Foster, a lot of times people believe repent is a negative thing. I think it's a positive thing. It's a chance to get right with God. It's a chance to receive forgiveness and healing. It's a chance to re- qualify for blessings. He promises us that if we keep his commandments, uh, he will bless us. Okay? This isn't a negative thing. This is a, a, a very positive, encouraging thing for us all. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it, it brings a restoration. And, it, and it, 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 we repent. We turn. And we know, because remembering is important, because we've got to know what to repent of. For too long, the Church has sometimes repented of personal sins. Oh, I'm sorry I did this, I did that, on a personal level. But because we've not known our history, we have not repented of our corporate sins. What we have allowed with abortion, 66 million babies dead. What we have allowed with our education of our children, 150 to 200 million children over three or four generations. Uh, destroyed in their minds because we gave our children over to a progressive public school. 
I mean, you think about those corporate sins, and then you think, we got a lot to repent of because we have, we have hurt these children. We have hurt our country, and we've allowed the, the murder of babies. There were, there were enough Christians, and there still are in our country, to literally become the most powerful force in America if we will repent, turn back, and remember. And then do the things we did at first. Jesus said, just go do the first deeds. Start doing the right thing. That's what Bobby said. And I agree with it. And it starts with the two commandments, love the Lord thy God and love thy neighbor as thyself. It's about ministering. It's about bearing one another's burdens. It's about service and kindness and forgiveness and respect and dignity and honor. What can we do to restore America's Christian heritage? Ladies and gentlemen, it's very simple in my opinion. We're at a crossroads. They have an agenda to erase America. There's attacks on faith, family, and freedom. But ladies and gentlemen, we can prevent the conquering of our culture in my opinion, by two things. One, that's educating our children ourselves. And let me tell you a little story. I've got eight children, four boys and four girls. And we taught them all at home and homeschooled them for years. And then we found a Christian private school. One of their biggest claims is they don't take any money from the government, which we love and clap when they say that. Uh, However, they have a core curriculum using faith. And yeah. so now I've got five children that, well, I've got four children that have graduated. Well, let me say it over. I've got five children that have graduated from this school. Uh, it culminates in high school. And so we graduate our kids in three years of high school, not four, because there's plenty to do during the summers and keep educating. And nevertheless, uh, so our sixth child is about to graduate here uh, in literally, what, five months now? Uh, and so uh, this is something that Americans can do. You don't need government permission. Uh, you don't need anything but a will. A desire, if you will, and you got to get on your knees and say, "Is this right for me?" And I think a lot of Americans in the pandemic, um, we talked to Ray more about this as well, um, Doctor Foster. But we, in this pandemic, more and more Americans are not only realizing not only can they do it, but it's the most desirable solution uh, to the problems we face. There is. That's right. That's right. And and that that, that gives you hope that there's something we can do. I think there's a lot of now every day well you know it, it, it's not just one thing but start relax for a minute god's in control of the universe let's go back and start doing what god has called us to do and you'd be surprised how fast kids pick it up how fast even your older kids will pick it up if you begin to understand it live it and teach it to your kids hang tight ladies and gentlemen dr marshall foster with us Incredible book, Land That I Love. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. 
Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so much to talk about. So little time to talk about it. I'll tell you that right now. Dr. Marshall Foster with us. He's the president and founder of World History Institute, a nonprofit organization dedicated to telling the tale of liberty. We're talking about the incredible book written by Bobby Ames, Land That I Love, Restoring Our Christian Heritage. America was founded with faith in God, biblical morals, and Christian education. There's an attack on all that. The way back is simple. What can we do to restore America's Christian heritage? No doubt we can educate our own children. We can use Christian principles and the faith-based faith face system. America is at a crossroads. There's an agenda to destroy our country. So how do you conquer a culture? You focus on the children. How do you save a culture then? Focus on the children, doctor. Well, that's right. Uh, focus on the children and focus on the Bible. Um, again, I think the, the children need to have their heritage. They need to have the biblical principles of government so they understand fundamental theology. God is sovereign. That's what the Founding Fathers said in the Declaration of Independence. All men are created equal and endowed by their Creator, right? So that is a theistic document against atheism, against Marxism from their very beginning. They need to understand that it's, number one, i got to have faith in God. Turn and repent of my sins. Turn to Christ. He is my only hope. Why? Because I'm a sinner. The second principle, number one, God's sovereign. Number two, we are fallen. We are fallen so badly that no individual can be trusted with power. And that's what the Founding Fathers, beginning with the Pilgrims, came to America, and they said, well, we can't even trust people more than a year. So every election in Plymouth was every year they had to reelect their people because they didn't trust them. Why? Even though they were good Christians. Because absolute power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. You start giving people governmental power, it goes to their head. Who? Everybody. Anybody that's given a position of power is tempted to use that power and to cheat and to steal. And if you don't understand that, then you are a modern secular humanist. And that's what they've tried to train our children to be, people that trust government, trust people to make decisions for them on their health care, on their education, on how to spend their money, where to live and how to live. Exactly what we, the Founding Fathers were against. And so what Bobby points out is that it's Christian self-government. We must be governed under God, repent of our sins, and then... We, not the government, will then determine how much power the government has. We'll put checks and balances at every level, 
and we will not allow an unaccountable bureaucracy to put our children in camps. And I think that's uh, that's the bottom line. Land that I love, <clears throat> restoring our Christian heritage. The bo- the author is Bobby Ames. And let me tell you what I love most about her book. Not only does she really nail history, I'm talking rich, biblical, moral, founding father-esque history. But she dedicates her book to the founders of FACE, F-A-C-E, a Christian educational uh, curriculum based on seven fundamental principles. They're what I call truisms, if you will. Okay, America's at a crossroads. We know that. Most Americans know something's wrong. How do you find your way out of this? So she talks about that in so many ways and what the solutions can be. Education is at the center of it all. But here's what I love the most. Most authors, most talk show hosts, they, they're very good at bringing to you the problem. They're even very good at telling you, hey, we got to fix it. They're not very good at telling you how. She does a masterful job on articulating how. And best of all, she crosses the finish line, gaining speed, ladies and gentlemen. And here's how she does it. The coming of Christ. The fulfillment of covenant promise. Think about that for a minute. The coming of Christ, the fulfillment of covenant promise. I'm telling you right now, she's gaining speed at the finish line, sir. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. And, and again, I, I go back to the 400th anniversary of the signing of the Mayflower Covenant. Tomorrow, tomorrow is the 400th anniversary of the founding of America and of the founding of America based on a covenant with Almighty God. And our hope for the restoration of America is that God would remember the covenants of our forefathers. The Scripture says that God remembers his covenants. He never forgets them. And we certainly cannot look at our present, uh, what the church has done in America in the last 50 years and say, oh, we've done it so well, uh, we don't need to repent. No, no, we need to go back and say, oh, God, remember the covenant of our fathers and be be merciful. Don't write Ichabod on us. Be merciful and allow us to restore the covenants that, that uh, that have been eaten by time, by our disobedience. And so... We can call out to God, and he can be merciful because he remembered that America was founded on this great covenant. More people have come to know Christ because of America than any other nation in the world. More people have become free since 1776 than in all the history of the world because they followed America's Constitution. America still is the city on a hill for the nations of the world. They're all looking at us right now again and saying, what's going to happen in America? Whatever happens here, if we go down to tyranny, the rest of the world will drop into tyranny for who knows how many generations. So it is so vital that we, the founders of this country, we really are the, are the heirs of the founders, go back and remember the story. And that's what Bobby does in her book. If we don't know our own story, then we are, as, as uh, you know, the great men have said, you're doomed to repeat it. If you forget your history, you're doomed to repeat it. You're going to end up like the Soviet Union. There's a country song called Paint Me a Birmingham. And in that country song, it basically talks about this guy wants the girl back. Uh, He wants a family. He wants a house. He wants a, and and so he wants this painter to paint him a painting, paint him the perfect picture, if you will. And if I could draw the perfect picture to restore the country, I would use Bobby's book, Land That I Love, to restore the republic. And what it would do is it would have me either educate my children, uh, by homeschooling, 
or in a private Christian school using the faith-based face education system. That's F-A-C-E. It's, a, it's an education system, ladies and gentlemen. Go learn about it. We don't have time to get into it now, but they would use the faith-based face education system. They would teach their children at home, and they would teach them the godly purposes of man. In other words, we can follow Christ, okay? Our base man would reject Christ, but a converted Christian man and woman would follow Christ. They would look forward to the coming of Christ. So if you teach your children that this nation has been set up as a light on a hill, set up to usher in the second coming of Jesus Christ, and you teach your children our American heritage tied to godly guidance as we prepare for the Savior Jesus Christ to come, if you were to really yank your kids out of government schools and teach them in a private setting, homeschool, private school, whatever, and you were to teach them our American heritage and then teach them to prepare for the coming of Christ by repenting, by remembering, by taking courage, by understanding that God keeps his promises and this is the fulfillment of covenant promise. Doctor, what would happen in the nation? Oh, it would be restored from the inside out, and it would be restored peacefully. Uh, what we don't read right now is some kind of a secular revolution where, where these two forces come together and we have a civil war. Uh, we're not ready for a civil war. And again, if we understand the biblical principles, without a civil war, we can stand for truth and we can use interposition. We can interpose at the lowest level. The, uh, interposition means you interpose in front of your children and say, no, you cannot in the public schools teach these things to my kids. I'm going to put my kids in a private school. It's true that the local the local mayor can tell the governor, you can't shut down my church. You have no right. You have no constitutional right, and you have not passed any laws. So the, the mayor can stand against the state uh, governor. A governor can stand against a president or stand against uh, you know forces of evil from the top by interposing as a lesser magistrate. That's a biblical principle that has been reasoned by Christians through the ages which does not begin with revolution, it begins with peaceful interposition. In other words, we take it upon ourselves to protect the innocent, right? And we do that peacefully. We need to understand principles of interposition rather than compromise. What we have today is basically we lay on our backs and let secular humanists basically dictate our laws and tell us what to do, and then we say, oh, what happened? One more law passed on, for example, equal rights for all, that goes into the churches and the Christian schools will end Christian schools and churches forever. If that if that one law is passed and you've got to teach transgender or you've got to teach things that are against the scripture from the pulpit, that means we're going to be in the fields preaching instead of in our churches. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Marshall Foster with us. If people want to learn more, if they want to get Bobby's book, Land That I Love, where's the best place to go? Well, you can go to Amazon, of course, but you can... You can go to Nordcog Publishing, and uh, you can get it right directly from the publisher. Uh, it's available. It's available everywhere. But you, you need to you need to get this book and make it a part of your uh, of your of your of your nighttime study with your kids. That's, don't just put it in your library. This is not a library book to be put away. This is a fifty chapter boom 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 hot. Let's deal with the issues of the day based upon true principles and heritage. So. I recommend that you get it. Uh, you got to do that. I've, I'm coming out with my own book in, next spring and next summer uh, called uh, The Unstoppable Righteous Revolution. Perhaps we'll see what the title will be for sure. But 
it's going to it's going to detail this whole thing historically going all the way back to Moses. Uh, she deals with it mostly in America and the heritage from the pilgrims up, and it does it in detail. And then we're going to we're going to expand it to the whole world. But but I recommend that you get this book and teach your kids. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a godly heritage. Biblically speaking, we are the literal offspring of God. We are his children. He loves us, and he's willing to make covenants, covenants to protect us, covenants to save us. There is hope in the republic, ladies and gentlemen. Even though you feel besieged from all sides, there is hope, and it's in educating each other. It's in biblical principles that you make at baptism covenants to bear one another's burdens and care for one another, to have faith under repentance, under baptism. And then, ladies and gentlemen, as we prepare for the coming of Christ, the fulfillment of covenant promise, that is something that gives you hope beyond measure, something that the the enemies of Christ will go absolutely bonkers about. But if you get the book, Land That I Love, written by Bobby Ames, articulated so well, by Dr. Marshall Foster, then you will begin to understand. It will give you a reference point when you want to learn about who you are, why you're here, what we can do to make a difference. Pretty much, and I don't want to say battle plan, but what I want to say is pretty much the solution is there. What can we do to make a difference? You can have the answers, ladies and gentlemen. Just read and pray, and I believe God will tell you what you should be doing individually with your husband or wife, with your, in other words, in your marriage, and in your family. And that is the fundamental unit of society, and those are where the solutions reside. Ladies and gentlemen, our prayers are with Dr. Foster. Our prayers are with Bobby Ames. Thank you so much for what you're contributing to the world, Doctor. Well, thank you, brother. You too. Let's carry on together. I look forward to meeting in person one of these days. If you had one phrase, one sentence, and you could tell America in 10 seconds, what would you say, sir? I would say, uh, remember from whence you have fallen, America, repent to our Christian history and to our God, and then let's go back and do the right thing without being forced to. And look forward to the coming of Jesus Christ. The second coming is imminent. Don't know when, but it's coming, and we need to prepare. Ladies and gentlemen... For the good doctor, for Kirk Crosby and Sam Bushman, we declare, God save the Republic of the United States of America. Broadcasting live. From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for November the 10th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our two of two. And the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio. Kirk Crosby's with me. Welcome, sir. Buenos dias. Uh, greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. You're very welcome, sir. There's so much to cover. Quickly, a recap of yesterday's show. We didn't do it first hour because we had an incredible guest. 
But we had on Lowell Nelson campaign for liberty.org. We talked about front sight firearms training a bit. Uh, we talked about it being in a defensive uh, posture, if you will. We talked about the Utah governor, Gary Herbert, issues mask mandate. Medical doctor warns that bacteria and bacterial pneumonias are on the rise from mask wearing. We talked about Dr. Fauci said that COVID test has a fatal flaw. The number of amplification cycles needed to find the virus called the cycle threshold can't be over 35 or the test is bogus. And the FDA says it's got to be ran at, what, 42 cycles? So what gives with all that? The tests are bogus. Okay, why don't they include the cycle threshold or the cycles used for the test in the results? Because then they know we can learn the truth. John Rappaport writes, let me back up and run that by you again. Fauci says the test is useless when it's over 35 cycles or higher. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no vaccine for tyranny. This isn't about keeping us safe and healthy. This is about control, about tyranny. The World Health Organization said lockdowns are bogus and not necessary. You would think all the politicians would get rid of the lockdown mentality, but no. They've got another agenda, and that is to track us all. Okay, they want to test and trace and then isolate those who are supposedly sick. Why do they want to go that far? They're drunk with power, ladies and gentlemen. Hour two, we talked to Dr. Scott Bradley, his goal to preserve the nation, his website, freedomsrisingsun.com. And we talked about the AP calls it. I don't know what that means when the AP calls it. But the AP calls it. Are they the ones that call elections? Joe Biden reaches 270, they say. I say it's an election night coup d'etat exposed, folks. Why would the AP be the one to call it? Okay, it's, first off, all the votes aren't counted. How do you call it? Secondly, there's questions about vote fraud where they're recounting, where they're looking into it. The attorney general now has said, we'll look into this. How do you call it a done deal when you're in the media when the states haven't called it? Each state has to, quote, turn in their official certified numbers. The electoral college, the electoral college uh, has a say here, don't they? Or does the Associated Press just call it? You see the fraud the media is trying to um, perpetuate on the nation? Rand Paul highlights this in a tweet and mocks the point. Senator Paul says, your government sent 1.1 million dead people stimulus checks. I wonder... How many of these folks also voted absentee? This makes the point. Georgia's secretary said there will be a recount. So with the recount and all these, how do you say that it's, that it's called, that the Associated Press calls it? They say Biden will roll back Trump's agenda with a stroke of a pen. I submit to you the only thing that could save us is morality in the people. And I submit to you that our guest first hour today had the real answers. We as a nation need to repent and wait for Christ to come. Land That I Love is an incredible book about the restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth, written by Bobby Ames. Dr. Marshall Foster broke down the book in detail for us. Incredible uh, interview. How do you conquer a culture? Focus on the nation's children. Christians, please pull your kids out of government school.
We talked about the coming of Christ, the fulfillment of covenant promise. Now, news the networks refuse to use starts today, Kurt. The U.S. election is full of fraud, is full of scandal. The Democrats are desperately trying to move on and just say, hey, nothing here, move along. Uh, and I uh, sadly think that they're going to uh, install Joe Biden. I pray I'm wrong, but I see the writing on the wall. Kurt Crosby, welcome, sir. Thank you, Sam. Yeah, I, uh, you know, think that, you know, you have a huge amount of uh, folks on one side and a huge amount on the other side. And it's the same old stuff we've been, uh, I guess you could say, uh, served up for four years now. Um, and, uh, you know, I guess we shouldn't expect it to be any different. Um, the big media, big tech, and, uh, you know, the insider government swamp creatures are uh, all aligned, uh, you know, against, uh, well, the free men, the uh, uh, lovers of liberty, uh, those who uh, really want, well, I just call it, truth and honesty uh, in this case in elections you know yeah and let me tell you why I think that Trump's not going to win and I wish I were wrong but let me ask you a question what's easier to count votes in every state to leave it up to the Supreme Court to leave it up to every state to leave it up to the uh, Attorney General to leave it up to uh, local officials counting ballots to leave it up to the Electoral College, to leave it up to all this debate about which ones are legal and which ones are illegal votes. and Is that the easiest way to deal with this? Or, remember, Joe Biden literally has been involved in criminal activity with his son, Hunter. And that was all the discussion before the election. How much have you heard about fraudulent criminal Joe since the election, Kurt, have you heard much about that? Um, virtually nothing. Okay, so what's easier to deal with than the election and the vote count and the vote fraud and all that stuff to preserve President Trump's position or to literally prove Joe to be a criminal and haul him off to prison? Which do you think would be a higher bar to solve, Kurt, or an easier way to get to the bottom of it? And to prove, like, is just say, you know what, Joe is not fit to serve. He's committed a fraud on the American people individually. Uh, and in his family, it's a crime syndicate family. We can prove that. But see, all that's gone. No one's touching Joe at all anymore. Now it's, well, hey, who can cover up the fraud versus who can expose the fraud? And let's take it to all three branches of government and every state and uh, so on and so on and so on. If we're really serious about stopping Joe, I think you just simply prove that he's a criminal and convict him for his crimes. But I haven't heard a single word about his crimes, Kurt, since the election. Nothing. No one's bringing this up but me. And I want to know why. Wouldn't it be easy just to lock Joe up? Well, um, at least in my opinion, if you if you did that, um, there would be um, there's going to be calls for, you know, an out of control president uh, calling, you know, saying that about President Trump with anything. Uh, we've seen it forever. They made it up, you know, uh, with the Russian collusion so-called thing and uh, everything else. And these people have, uh, you know, literally spied um, a la the uh, Watergate uh, thing on the uh, president's campaign even before he, before he was elected. 
as well as after. Uh, you know, and I'm talking about Obama and Biden. Uh, and yet, because of the complicit media that they have, um, there has been no real um, price to pay, in my opinion. There's those reasons. Then there's also the uh, whole swamp um, monster reasons or issues. Now, you know, um, one of the things I noticed, uh, was it yesterday? Anyway, uh, one of the president's um, high-level uh, individuals, uh, whatever, secretary of something, got fired. And, um, you know, that leads me, uh, you know, the comment by the standard media was something like, well, hey, when a president's going out, they typically don't do any firing. Well, you know, um, I think, uh, you know, I hope that there's a whole lot more cleaning up going on and a whole lot more focus. I see uh, Giuliani uh, accompanied by a whole bunch of different uh, good lawyers, including Seculo from the uh, ACLJ and so many others that are working on this whole uh, thing through the courts. And uh, I believe uh, with Justice Alito basically already uh, saying stuff like, hey, man, you got to sequester those ballots there. Uh, you know, that there's there's a lot going on, um, probably mostly behind the scenes, simply because, you know, you don't have the uh, standard media, um, the insider media on your side. All and I know if is anybody, this. anybody, go ahead. If it were me and my goal is to drain the swamp, I would highlight the criminality of Joe Biden and his family, because then I could you know what? I could smear the Democrats if they're involved in the crime. I could take down any other congressmen or senators that are involved in the crime. I could take down the Clinton family and whoever else has ties to the Bidens in meaningful, provable ways. Uh, I, Biden would be on trial, if you will, that way. Whereas right now, when you leave it to the uh, debates on uh, election, proving fraud in elections is hard. You can prove that there's anomalies easy. You can even prove individuals did unscrupulous things. But to say that it rises to the level of fraud on the nation's voting system, if they allow that to stand, they're going to have to admit that all bets are off in trusting your government. And so in my opinion, you'd, do, you'd be 10 times better off dealing with the crime syndicate family of Joe Biden than you would uh, dealing with this, um, you know, tossing it up and hoping that the court or whoever else sees it our way on election fraud. Quick pause. Sam and Curtin, second. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married and have some kids. Have we realized the assault against our lives? 
our liberties, our faith. To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The Strategy of Heaven Revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. So it's true, the Attorney General, Mr. Barr, couches his memo and says, yeah, you can look into voter irregularities. And normally the states do this, but hey, if you have serious, substantial claims, you can look at them. But he, but he couches his memo with cautions and says prosecutors should only focus on specific irregularities and avoid pursuing speculative fanciful or far-fetched claims despite all the caveats Barr's memo will provide fodder to trump and that's what the mainstream press is saying okay but here's what you need to know i believe it would be 10 times better for president trump to talk about joe biden's criminal activity and the crime family that it is because then you could take down the swamp and anybody who's tied to the crime family is in trouble as well okay trump calls biden's an organized crime family in the Washington Times. Now, the president of the United States, by the way, the president-elect is Donald J. Trump, just so you know. It's not Joe Biden. The vote isn't over. So he's not president-elect. We don't have a president-elect except for the one in 2016 who's still in his authorized time frame, folks. That's four years, not several months shy so you can play games. Okay, the duly elected president right now is Donald J. Trump. Uh, in question is this other Joe Biden discussion. You can say, well, the votes happened, Sam, and the tally's in. No, it's not. That's the point. No, it's not. Well, Donald Trump calls the Bidens an organized crime family in the Washington Times. Well, if that's true, President, you have an obligation to stop that crime family from committing more crimes, especially creating a coup d'etat and taking over the country. But you don't do that by debating election fraud, which is a very, very high bar to prove. You can prove all kinds of anomalies. Uh, but you can just say, hey, an unscrupulous guy, you know, threw these ballots in a ditch. Somebody else uh, coached somebody, and that's bad stuff. But it won't rise to the level of turning over a whole nation's election. It won't. But in the U.S. election right now, Justice Lawyer, a guy by the name of Richard Pilger, quits after Attorney General backs or orders vote fraud inquiry. Did you know this Richard Pilger guy quit, Kurt? Nope. Didn't know anything about it. All right. So this guy quits because he has ties to Lois Lerner and everything else. Uh, but see, mm-hmm. if you're going to get Steve Stockman out of prison, then I might think we might get somewhere with this discussion because you could really start to tie the people together. But the, the Julian Assanges, the Steve Stockmans, the people that are really exposing the swamp, they're all in jail, buddy. And no one's doing anything about it. 
And so if we want to battle the election, we can, but why not deal with a crime syndicate family? If you deal with a crime syndicate family, you could deal with all those who are tied to it. Let me give you an example. Acacia Cortez right now wants to create an enemies list, Kurt. She's building an enemies list right now. Yep. So even if you can, you know, hey, even if you can maybe by a squeak get President Trump to win, oh, then they'll riot and create an enemies list like you couldn't imagine. And so what you've got to do is deal with the swamp, not just whether Joe, you know, had a couple of fraudulent votes. Even if you prove fraud, how are you going to prove that Joe was involved in the fraud? You might say, well, there was a fraudulent individual in in Pennsylvania or two, but it, it wouldn't really overturn the election. Or you might even give Trump a state out of it. You might say, well, by golly, the recount shows that Trump wins in Arizona. But I don't see how you're going to get multiple states and federal and fraud to rise to the level of changing the whole election. I don't believe the court will insert themselves uh, to that degree. I pray I'm wrong because I don't want Joe Biden to be president. I think he's a criminal. But why don't we deal with the criminality of the man as opposed to the debate about how many ballots were uh, fraudulent or illegal or legal or et cetera, et cetera, right? Now, Donald Trump is fighting hard, but I don't know that he's going to be able to win. Rush Limbaugh says Trump should appoint an election czar. Art Moore writes the piece for World Net Daily. What do you think? Do we need an election czar, Kurt? You know, uh, as far as I can tell, uh, what you need is, you know, at least I think uh, you got Justice Alito who has stepped in and he ordered uh, the Pennsylvania votes that were received after 8 o'clock to be secured. You know, I don't see why he can't and or uh, the Supreme Court can't basically be the, you know, uh, if you will, the czar or whatever, but I I do see that the president has uh, he's got Giuliani and he's got a pretty good team, including uh, you know the lady that wrote the license to lie uh, thing. Uh, I think those people are working on it and doing a pretty good job, if you ask me. But you know, I think that the thing that you're not going to hear is much. Well, you're not going to get much reporting on that. Uh, number one, because uh, these are people that are not going to tell you every day uh, each little thing. Uh, they're going to work behind the scenes and get that stuff done, and the standard media is not going to follow them around because they don't want to even cover this. Um, yeah, what's her and, name again, uh, that lady that writes the book License to Lie? Sydney Powell, uh, you know, and so, uh, you know, she's, she's on it, and uh, so many others, uh, including, like, Mark Levin, uh, and they're working through places like uh, the state legislatures, which are really the ones who pick the electors. So here's uh, Sydney herself, Kurt. I want them to know that if the government wants to put you in prison, you will go to prison. It doesn't matter whether you're innocent or not. They will make up crimes against you. They will indict you. They will search your house. They're willing to make up evidence. They're willing to make up, put pressure on witnesses to say whatever they want them to say. Anything. They will do anything to get you put into prison. Uh, we live in far more of a police state than anybody ever wanted to, to think we did. Well, look at what's happened to Congressman Steve Stockman. I've got his defense fund linked at creepsonamission.com. Same thing has happened to uh, Paul Manafort. 
to uh, a friend of mine here in Dallas, to lots of other people around the country, and it's happening more and more and more. We have got to get an attorney general who understands the need for criminal justice reform. I hope people will encourage their congressmen to pass the First Step Act. It is not going to let a lot of criminals loose on the streets who don't need to be there. We have been far too harsh in our punishment, and like I said, there are a lot of people that have been sent to prison as a result of wrongful convictions that don't even need to be there. So she nails it, Kurt, but the government doesn't want criminal crime syndicate family Joe Biden in prison. If we know Joe Biden's a crime syndicate family, haven't we been working on prosecuting him and sending him to prison for the last four years, Kurt? Now we're going to ignore all other criminal activity and we're going to debate vote ballots? Now, a lot of people would say Trump is magically playing this thing. He's playing it like a fiddle. He's got a plan through QAnon to go ahead and take them down. He uh, engineered a situation where he could watch them commit vote fraud. Now he's got them by the, you know what, or whatever. And, and see, I don't, I don't know that I believe this, Kurt. I think what's going to happen is Trump's going to end up not being elected. Biden will be elected. Uh, it'll be by fraud, without a doubt. But they'll let the fraud stand. Joe won't go to prison. Hillary won't go to prison. They don't want them to go to prison. Uh, and the swamp will continue on. What Donald Trump will do then is crank up a media company to rival Fox and CNN and the other boys. And he might have more power in the media than he had as president, Kurt. Well, it's a great point uh, about um, the power of the media. I agree with you there. Uh, but I also think uh, from watching the president and you know, for the past four years, that this isn't a guy that um, just kind of sits back. Uh, he doesn't want to, I, I don't think he really uh, goes back from any fight. And uh, I do believe uh, that uh, there have been times when he's uh, felt like, you know, he got pushed back, but he just found a different way to work on it. So, you know, like you say, you know, if, if the uh, swamp is so deep and that uh, you can't get the uh, the real um, uh, good results that we hope for, and he's not the president, I do believe that uh, then he'll continue to work, um, you know, in other other areas. But uh, I I am hopeful that uh, this it gives us you know about two and a half months or so uh, until the inauguration, or at least until the uh, normal date of the inauguration uh, to dig deep into something that I think is uh, very, very important in the whole scheme of things. And I do agree that the uh, um, prosecution of criminals like Joe Biden uh, and uh, Hillary and so many others is very important as well. But I think that you can certainly... Uh, say that uh, this is criminal activity and it needs to be addressed. If not, I don't see any other better time, Sam. I mean, they started that. What needs to be addressed? Early in this, uh, yeah. This Committed by a crime family? Election. Well, not just the crime family. I'm talking about the basically the Democrat machine as well as the Republicans in the past. We need a real good way to do elections. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio.
USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Attorney General William Barr has authorized federal prosecutors across the country to pursue substantial allegations of voter irregularities, according to a leaked memo obtained by the Associated Press. The Attorney General on CNN. Which is the bipartisan commission chaired by Jimmy Carter and James Baker said back in 2009 that mail-in voting is fraught with the risk of fraud and coercion. President Trump fired Defense Secretary Mark Esper on Monday. The president announced the decision on Twitter, writing that Mr. Esper had been terminated. The president says he's appointing Christopher Miller as acting defense secretary, whom he described as a highly respected director of the National Counterterrorism Center. Two unidentified White House officials said later on Monday that Mr. Trump was not finished and that Christopher Wray, the FBI director, and Gina Haspel, the CIA director, could be next to get the axe. USA Radio News. We've all heard it. Eat healthy. But what does eating healthy mean? Sure, there are countless diets out there, but they contradict each other. Yet all experts agree we should eat a diet rich in fruits and vegetables. Whole fruits and vegetables are the perfect fuel to power the cells in your body, giving you the stamina you need to handle your day-to-day activities. And that's what Balance of Nature is. Whole fruits and vegetables delivered to you in a convenient capsule form for only 22 cents a serving. Our proprietary blend has no additives or fillers, just the full nutritional value of a variety of 31 different fruits and vegetables. Balance of Nature provides you with a natural energy boost without a caffeine crash, a 3 o'clock slump, or an early bedtime. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself by going to balanceofnature.com or by calling 1-800-246-8751 and use discount code USA. Pfizer Incorporated said Monday that its COVID-19 vaccine is up to 90% effective based on early test results that nevertheless brought a big burst of optimism to a world desperate for the means to finally bring the catastrophic outbreak under control. Pfizer was paid nearly $2 billion in July by the Health and Human Services and the Department of Defense branches of the government for President Trump's Operation Warp Speed. We're in a position potentially to be able to offer some hope, Dr. Bill Gruber, Pfizer's Senior Vice President of Clinical Development, told the Associated Press, we're very encouraged. Meanwhile, the FDA has authorized the emergency use of Eli Lilly's experimental COVID-19 antibody treatment for non-hospitalized patients with mild to moderate symptoms. The Food and Drug Administration said its authorization was based on clinical trials showing that the treatment, Bamlam Evimob, reduced the need for hospitalizations or emergency room visits in COVID-19 patients at high risk of the disease worsening. You're listening to USA Radio News. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Liberty Roundtable on the uh, Loving Liberty Radio Network. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be with us. Uh, We know it's uh, later in the year now in uh, many places, uh, at least in the northern hemisphere where we come to you from uh, in the Utah area. We're we're seeing chillier days and uh, cooler nights, definitely, but... Wherever you are, if you're um, 
Down Under, you know, kind of like that song we just heard. You think of the Down Under boys. Uh, if you're in Australia, you're enjoying the warm weather, I guess. But wherever you are, uh, taking the time you have to listen to us and participate, we sure appreciate it. Anytime you want, you can uh, communicate with us. Uh, LibertyRoundTable at gmail.com is Sam's uh, email. Mine is KurtCrosby at gmail.com or Kurt at LibertyRoundTable.com. There's lots of ways to reach out to us. If you want to text me, uh, that's 801-669-2211. Hey, we can, you know, communicate different ways, but we sure appreciate you being alongside. Now, the next uh, story Sam suggests that we go to is a headline from uh, Breitbart. says, Community Organizes Harvest for Crop of Texas Farmer Who Died from Coronavirus. Now, this this farmer happened to be uh, 49 years old. Uh, They say he succumbed to the coronavirus after he attended his mother's funeral, began experiencing the same symptoms she had been experiencing. Uh, uh, One uh, daughter told KCBD, must be a local radio station or TV station, says uh, one day he was in ICU, the next day he was gone. Uh, she said the family was devastated to hear the news. They, she, the story says, luckily, she said the community rallied around them in the commu- coming days. Tom Gregory, a fellow farmer, knew as cot- the, that Adams's cotton crop hadn't been harvested. So he got on the phone, started calling and texting farmers. He got a tremendous response. The farmers came together. Uh, they got farmers from... Uh, town called Floydada, I've never heard of it, uh, but one called Crosbyton, you know, I figured that's kind of a relative. That's why Kurt brought the story Uh, up. Rawls Rawls is another town, Lorenzo, that's my middle name, so maybe that's another place, Acuff, Slayton, and Petersburg, but they say the cool thing is they got 20 machines going today, and we're going to get old Lane's crop harvested for the girls. The good you know, news is, hey, we're working on harvesting and doing a good job and everything else while they rage over elections and criminal syndicate families that just continue to, you know, yeah. lord over us all and everything else, right? They had 75 people all working together, got 1,500 acres uh, harvested. A little bit uh, of ground. They say uh, without them. They wouldn't have it, uh, but anyway, the yeah. cotton's coming in. So. Now Trump is savaging Biden and his media allies, Kurt. Well, yeah, that's what they say. You wanted Sam, to send this but, to me uh, today, right? Well, yeah, I saw that, uh, and I just thought it was uh, uh, so break it a down for useful us, buddy. piece. Um, when you look at... Um, what did he savage know, him the, for first? Story well, by Kip Jones, um, by the way. Yeah, that's right. He writes uh, for the uh, Western Journal, uh, and it basically, uh, you know, came out right after Biden uh, announced, along with his uh, media hacks, that he had been uh, declared the president. Uh, you know, uh, right after that, uh, the president says uh, he quickly issued a statement. After the premature calls by the media to end the race, this was Saturday, um, he says, we all know why Joe Biden's rushing to falsely pose as the winner and why his media allies are trying so hard to help him. They don't want the truth to be exposed. 
Um, the simple fact is this election is far from over. Joe Biden has not been certified as the winner of any states, let alone any of the highly contested states headed for mandatory recounts or states where our campaign has valid and legitimate legal challenges that could determine the ultimate victor. But, Kurt, uh, look, you know what? The former president urged the illegals to vote. Many of the millennials, dreamers, undocumented uh citizens and i call them citizens because they contribute to this country i don't care if you contribute to this country or not you're not a citizen unless you're a citizen ladies and gentlemen so this host is absolutely out in the weeds are fearful of voting so if i vote they should be fearful of voting if they're not citizens right vote will immigration know where i live will they come for my family and deport us not true and the reason is first of all when you vote you are a citizen yourself Hold on. When you vote, you're a citizen, Kurt? Even if you're an illegal in America and you vote illegally, you're a citizen yourself, says the former president. And there is not a situation where the voting rolls somehow are transferred over and people start investigating, etc. The sanctity of the vote is strictly confidential. There you have it. So he's literally, between the two of them, they're making you believe that, hey, they're citizens if they vote. It's all it takes to be a citizen, buddy, is to vote. And you're just instantly like a citizen, okay? That criminal activity for vote fraud was backed by the former president openly, boldly. We've known it, right? Now it gets worse because then Obama says this. Obama and Donald have battled about this. I'd advise Mr. Trump to stop whining and go try to make his case to get votes. Okay, they made their case to get votes, Kurt. They committed fraud to get them. So what? Donald knows there's fraud. Obama knows there's fraud. Yes has created a rigged system. They the press has created a rigged system. We already know all this. They even want to try and rig the election. Well, I tell you what, it, it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. Okay, it helps now in Pennsylvania and Arizona that we have Democrats in charge of the machines. So what? And poisoned the mind of so many of our voters. At the polling booths, where so many cities are corrupt and voter fraud is all too common. And then they say... Oh, there's no voter fraud in our country. I come from Chicago, so so I want to be honest. It's not as if it's just Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past. Sometimes Democrats have too. So the former president says Republicans have monkeyed around with elections in the past, and Democrats have too. You know, whenever people are in power, they're you know they have this tendency to try to you know tilt things in their direction. There's no. There you have it. So I don't mean to be rude, Kurt. If we know that Biden is a crime syndicate family, <laughs> and we know that Barack Obama was literally advocating for illegal activity in the voting booth years ago, I mean, people act like this is new revelations. Like, oh my gosh, there's vote fraud. They know there's vote fraud, and they don't care, Kurt. There's been no mass prosecution of vote fraud in this country. President Trump tried to put together a commission to dig into this, and they shut it down. So I, I pray that the truth comes out, but I have zero confidence that it will. We're going to just have to wait for the coming of Christ while Ocasio-Cortez literally creates an enemies list. All right, Trump savages Biden and his media allies for declaring victory. This election is far from over, writes Kip Jones. Why wouldn't they declare victory, Kurt? They went out and got the votes, buddy. They did whatever it took and got the votes. Charles Hurts in the news, Kurt.
Very good, Sam. Uh, you know, when you uh, look at the different um, things that are going on, um, you know, on the uh, Charles Hurt story, uh, he talks about how the president can still win. I think most people uh, are unaware of the different behind-the-scenes things that have to go on state by state. Um, but, for example, uh, you know, uh, you know, he says... Uh, uh, he dispatched a Twitter message announcing two more batches of Pennsylvania votes were reported, 23,277 votes in Philadelphia, all for Biden. You know, he says, did he just say 23,277 votes in Philadelphia and all for Biden? Is that even a real thing? Is anyone even capable of writing such a sentence? Well, the point uh, he makes, he says, Saddam Hussein never held an election in which he got all of 23,277 votes balance cast. Yet here we are in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in the United States of America, the very birthplace of our constitutional republic, and Joe Biden gets all those votes. Uh, he says, or how about the alleged fat finger typo in Michigan that magically gave Mr. Biden 100,000 votes? Clerical human error, we are assured. Uh, okay, maybe. How about we trust but verify? You know, at least to me, um, this whole issue, this guy's an opinion editor of the Washington Times, um, you know, so he's not just, uh, you know, um, I mean, a guy in the backwoods, but, you know, he's saying, hey, this has got to be done, and this is how you do it, uh, and at least in my opinion, there's no better time to go at it than now, and, you know, I've, I'm up for it. There's a lawsuit, at least 21K. Kurt will tell you about them in seconds. of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues that affect the American West, its people, lifestyles, lands, and wildlife. The Loving Liberty Radio Network is proud to support the publisher's efforts to provide an active forum for solutions that preserve the vanishing American cowboy, farmer, and sheep herder. Each issue contains informative articles on life in the American West, along with breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of the cowboy spirit in our day. Each issue of Range Magazine also features great gift ideas, like the 2020 Real Buckaroo Calendar and the book Tales from Out There. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Just click on the shopping cart. The Loving Liberty Radio Network salutes the spirit of the American West and those who are keeping it alive at Range Magazine. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? 
please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish I could share the faith in the system that Charles Hurt has. He believes Trump can still win. Kurt Crosby believes the same thing. I pray they're right. This is not a Sam Bushman opposition thing. I just uh, have been jaded a little bit. I don't have the confidence they have. Lawsuit, Kurt, at least 21K. Yeah, the headline here uh, basically says Pennsylvania lawsuit alleges 21,000 people dead or dead people still on voter rolls. Thomas Catanasi writes this piece. Hey, Kurt, and, dead uh, people are citizens. Yeah. You know that, right? <laughs> anyway, this you know is a group that? called the, um, well, uh, because they vote. Because like Obama, Obama said because they vote, that yeah. means they're citizens. Yeah. So what's the problem anyway, with that? J. Christian Adams, uh, Public Interest Legal Foundation President General Counsel, uh, released a press release. He says... Uh, uh, this case is about ensuring that those deceased registrants are not receiving ballots. And he says the case isn't complicated. For nearly a year, we've been offering specific data. This isn't a group that's connected to the president's campaign as well, uh, by the way, Sam. So it's interesting. Some private citizens are you know, working on this. Uh, he says uh, when you push mail voting... Uh, you know, your voter list maintenance mistakes made years ago will come back to haunt you. Um, and they say the lawsuits alleged that 92% of the apparently deceased individuals identified been dead since October 2019, not 2020, but 2019. Uh, more than 200 of the individuals identified voted in 2016 to 2018 after they their federally listed dates of death. So, you know, the old deal is uh, vote early vote often you know kind of thing and the bottom line is we've made jokes about it for a long time but we might as well try to actually get to the bottom of it if we don't you know you can't you can really understand why people say well why vote uh, and uh, you know they go on down yeah through the Kevin list McCarthy's but i just think it's a pretty good story yeah that's right uh kevin with mccarthy uh, who if you don't know who he is he's the uh guy who would be the uh um what's it called well, he'd be the Speaker majority the leader house. in the house except for they squandered yeah, the their leadership and now he's the minority leader Kurt. yeah uh, he would be the speaker of the house if the republicans had more uh people in there than the democrats but right now in his case uh he's saying uh when the breitbart piece republicans will not back down now kind of depends on what kind of republicans we're talking about uh, but he says on defending election integrity, we've already seen, uh, you know, the Mitt Romney types back down. In fact, they're getting uh, offers from the Bidens to be part of it. Um, so, you know, but I suppose if you're talking about, you know, the President Trump kind of Republicans, then that's true. Uh, uh, but he said that on the Ingram angle. Let's see the next one. Nolte uh, goes off, Kurt. See. No day. Trump campaign rips Fox News. Is that the one you're talking about? Yes, sir. How many no days do you finger, got? 
I don't know. I'm just trying to follow as fast as I can. Finger on the scale for Joe Biden. That's what he says. And I, I agree with it. Uh, you yeah, know, but Kerry, what's wrong with that? Bottom line is, well, you know. We've allowed vote saying. fraud to be part of our elections. We're okay with this as a nation. Now, I know you and I aren't, and we never have been. That's why we really, when President Trump put together the fraud you know, prevention team or whatever in the beginning, we completely backed that and were quite disappointed when it got disbanded. But we've allowed vote fraud to go on in America. I mean, when we first got started in the news business 25-plus years ago, we talked about how they would literally you know, buy a homeless person a beer if they'd vote, Kurt. Remember that? Yes, I do. So this has been going on forever. Nobody cares. The president of the United States of America, Barack Obama, can say, hey, illegals vote. No problem. We're now saying so dead people are voting. Who cares? Now, I'm not saying I don't care. I'm saying that's the attitude that our nation has taken. All right, let's talk about the House Freedom Caucus now, Kurt. They're standing up uh, bold, right? Along with Nolte. Well, they're saying count every legal vote, um, which, you know, at least to me, uh, they say the integrity of our elections is in grave de- jeopardy. And I agree that you know, I completely they should have been agree. doing this for a long time. Uh, but anyway, it's better late than never. It says never before have vote counting officials shut down centers for no other reason than that the sitting president was winning. Um, and I'll say they probably got a point there. Um, and they said this in a statement in Michigan and Pennsylvania as they shut out all GOP legally qualified election count observers. The caucus added in its statement that the media was also to blame in its for its uh, grossly inaccurate public polling numbers that attempted to convince the American people that Democrats had the election locked up. And as you've always said, Sam, uh, he who owns the media makes the rules, and that's why we've always tried to tell people they've got to be participate in the media if you want good government. Which one do you want to go to next, Sam? Well, in my mind... This House Freedom Caucus, I appreciate the House Freedom Caucus, but what have they been doing about vote fraud for the last four years while President Trump has been president, Kurt? Do you know of anything they've been doing to prevent voter fraud? Mm, not that I'm aware So of I don't mean to be cynical, and I agree it's better late than ever if the effort is genuine, Kurt. And I believe President Trump is genuine in his effort to get to the bottom of this, and I commend him for it. But I don't believe most of the people around him are genuinely trying to get to the bottom of this at all. In fact, I think they might publicly back what he's saying, but undermine internally. The only reason I say that is because this vote fraud has been allowed to go on too long. And when somebody that's kind of been, you know, watching the hen house and eating chickens, and then all of a sudden I bring up that, hey, chickens are getting eaten, and they go, by golly, you're right on that. I'm going to get to the bottom of chicken eating with you. I don't have a lot of confidence, Kurt. I don't mean to be negative, but these swamp monsters all around that are trying to get to the bottom of this, I don't trust them. Georgia Democrats are in the news, though, Kurt. Georgia Democrats' uh, headline says going door-to-door to to fix flawed ballots. Uh, Well, they they were told to minimize helping Republicans. So, you know, I mean... I guess we shouldn't be surprised about it, but it's just more the uh, election results and reports um, there, Sam. What's wrong with telling folks to not help Republicans? Good point, Sam. I'm just saying there's no problem with that, is there? What if you don't like Republicans? Why would you help them? Yeah, these were uh, what they called ballot curing um, 
And they say the uh, party is able to identify individuals who had defective ballots due to incorrect marking, mismatched signatures, or some other flaw. They're then visiting those voters in person and encouraging them to fix their ballots to count for the Democrats. Uh, Breitbart News observed the training called That's honorable, Rescue trying to team. fix the ba- ballots that could be thrown out and making sure they get a fair voting opportunity. That's, that's um, you know, that's, that's commendable there, Kurt, right? Well, and what's nice to know, Sam, is the real solutions are simply the good old-fashioned pencil and paper from the days of old. You show up to vote, you show your ID, and you know, they know who you are, and you vote. You know, so there are simple solutions to this whole problem, just like there's solutions to the whole income tax problem or the Federal Reserve or whatever it is. Uh, so it's nice to know there are solutions that we can work Amen on. Amen to that. And the solution is to prosecute crime syndicate families and not wait till the last second. Elect the Republicans so they can go ahead and fix it, right? Well, they've squandered their opportunities in my mind. Hans is in the news. How do you say this guy's last name, Kurt? Well, Hans Spakovsky. And, you know, when you read his name, you think, well, who is this guy, you know, or where did he come from or whatever? But, you know, uh, he's the former, um, well, if you don't know who he is, he's uh, the manager of the Heritage Foundation's Election Law Reform Initiative. And he's a senior legal fellow of the Mies Center for Legal and Judicial Studies. Um, and he offered some Sounds analysis. Sounds like a great guy, he by says, the way, Kurt. Well, yeah, he should be pretty good, I think. I just never had heard much of him. Um, and he says, uh, or in the Breitbart piece, it says, reports of Republican poll watchers being denied observation of vote counting raise questions about electoral misconduct, he says. It does raise concerns when you know that all the people that are working there are clearly Democrats. Concerns? Hmm. That's why it's so important that those places comply with state poll-watching laws. Uh, You know, it just hasn't happened. Uh, He says, uh, um, uh, let's see, there was one part in here where he talks about He's right about every point he's making, Kurt. Just like Nolte's been right, just like the Democrat fraud story, just like the Freedom Caucus point, all these people are absolutely right. It's just a day late and a dollar short to do something about vote fraud and crime syndicate families. Swamp's too deep and no one, you know, got the gators out of there fast enough. Now the gators are taking over. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? All right, you were looking for another point in this article? Uh, I didn't see it. I was buying you time to find it. I was trying to help out. That's nice. Maybe it was uh, up above it. 120K straight. Oh, that's vote where it dump was, yeah. for Biden, that's not even possible, is the point. And it's right. Yeah. He's right. <laughs> All right. these anomalies are true. There's vote fraud at the highest levels. There's no doubt about it. And I'm not suggesting we shouldn't fight it and do all we can to stop it. We should and we can. I just don't trust those who are doing it on our behalf. That's all. I trust yeah, President I Trump. Just I just, the people surrounding him are going to betray him, uh, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, it's possible. All right, any more on that one? No. All right, Kurt famously wants to go to a movie to bring it home. Kurt? Well, you know, I think it's uh, useful. I've talked about the movie uh, Battle of Athens, an old movie you can watch on YouTube uh, where they had to fight to get the uh, uh, ballot boxes back from the wicked sheriff. 
so this movie is a little more recent. That one's like in the 50s or 40s or 60s, something like that. Uh, but this one's a little more recent. It's from 2006. It features uh, uh, Robin Williams. Uh, it's called Man of the Year. And I don't see why uh, the president doesn't bring this up because uh, in this movie it not only has uh, a media guy like the president who decides to run for president and he does win. Now, the other little twist, though, in it is there's a brand new voting system that has been installed. Uh, De La Croix, I think, is the name of it in the deal. Uh, but basically, this lady finds out that there's a, quote, a glitch in the system. And uh, because of his name in the movie that has two B's and the other guys have two L's or two M's, you know, he gets more votes than the other guys. And, uh, you know, so that could maybe help with the whole uh, idea that says, hey, this whole computer idea and the, you know, ability that they can be hacked. And we've seen some stories about this already, Sam, where different ones have been uh, overturned and one person that thought he was losing won and uh, and there's widespread use of these uh, ballots and these uh, different computer programs you know that needs to be looked into as well as all the other vote fraud stuff in my opinion I couldn't agree more but I would also say we got to look into and prosecute crime syndicate families and we're not doing that either Maybe one day they'll decide that's really important, huh? If we elect Republicans, you think they'll get after that for us? Only when, they're brink, only when they're on the brink of extinction. I pray for the president. I agree with Kurt. I pray that we uh, have truth, honor, and integrity in our elections. I don't disagree one bit with every point made. I just don't have confidence in the system anymore. That's all. Because Republicans have squandered their opportunities way too many times for my liking. All right, our prayers are with the President of the United States of America. That is, by the way, Donald J. Trump. God save the Republic. Yeah.